0: you're listening to the bride chilla podcast helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit one podcast at a time with your host alicia mccormack well, welcome to episode 361 of the Bride Chiller podcast, my lovely bride chiller and groom chillers. I'm Alicia, the host of the show, the founder, the producer, the emailer, the Facebook updater, the blogger, the bloody everything, which I'm delighted to be. <laughs> I cleared my throat then because one day. I'll get help. Uh, I'm really happy to be sharing this time with you. This show is all about empowering you to make the right choices for you when it comes to your wedding and beyond. Do a lot of beyond talk, as in relationships, marriage, life after wedding, and really just hoping that listening to the show and maybe visiting the BrideChiller blog or buying a BrideChiller guide will help you maintain your chill throughout this process because it should be fun. Most of it, not all of it, I'm not promising all of it will be fun because that's a lie and I'm not into the lying business today's classic episode of the Bride Chiller podcast features the amazing Natasha Johnson. She is living the dream. And when I say living the dream, she has left the city to go to a very sunny, warm destination to be a wedding celebrant and officiant. And she is one of these people you meet and she's vivacious and bubbly and just gorgeous. And you want to hug her and you want to talk to her and spend more time with her. I sound aggressive. I don't know why, but I really enjoy her company. We've met a few times in person and I just think she's great. She shares so many valuable insights into preparing your wedding ceremony and thinking a little bit outside the box, which we love at Bride Chiller, about what you're going to say to your other half, your fellow weirdo, when you get up there in front of a big crowd, a small crowd, maybe just at the town hall, I don't know, wherever you're choosing to do the ceremony, what you actually say to your other person really makes a difference. It's meaningful. It's important. And I would say the most important part of the day, we focus so much on all the other elements of the wedding. When really, when it comes down to it, that's the moment that matters. And of course, people don't bang on about it that much because it's not the moment that makes other businesses a lot of money. I'm not going wedding Illuminati. If you've listened to the show before, you would have heard me talk about the wedding Illuminati. This is my crackpot theories that are true that there is a lot of bullshit that we are fed about what we need versus what we want versus what actually is the reality of planning a wedding. And to be honest, a wedding is the ceremony. It's making this declaration of love and commitment in front of whoever you choose to do it in front of. And then a party afterwards, great. But a lot of the wedding media focus on the party and all the elements that you know will make people money when actually the meaningful moments are sometimes just scooted over so there it is I think the the party's fucking great by the way I love party planning I love all the elements but also you know just relax chill out and think about this bit and don't leave the ceremony as an afterthought or something to think about the week before like what am I going to say to you I don't know what to say we've spent all this 12 months planning this wedding I don't know what to say to you I'm worried Yikes, I was speaking really quickly then. If you are interested in investing in the Bride Chiller Guides, these are our wedding planning guides. I say our, Rich, my husband and I created these books. We figured out how to print them and now we sell them and I'm very proud of them and delighted in all your five-star reviews. Thank you so much for everyone who's contributed or shared a pic on Instagram or Facebook when they've got their guides and their Happy Days tote bag. It really warms my heart and my heckles. Uh, if you would like to invest in your own copies of the guides, you can go to Amazon in America, or you can simply go to bridechillerstore.com. And we offer free shipping in the States, the UK, and Australia. Everywhere else, you got to pay. I'm sorry, but it's expensive. <laughs> Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this episode
1: honestly i don't understand why you are not world famous yet do not you know it is i've I've just written a um a post actually well actually i read it a little while ago about why everyone needs to listen to your podcast because it is just it is i mean why are you not i just don't understand why you're not world famous yet it's just the most brilliant wedding resource out there um it's you're, just fantastic. You're too anyway.
0: nice. I blush. <laughs> I blush, I blush, I blush. What a delightful, delightful time that you're going to have today. I'm saying it before I've even experienced this myself because I have such confidence in today's guest. She is a media professional. She used to be a newsreader. Now, that is very – this is my professional newsreader voice, Natasha. This is how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm professional because I'm talking about you before I've even introduced you properly. Natasha oh. Johnson. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm going to talk about who you are and where you came from and why we are talking today in a moment. But I'd like you to say, welcome, Alicia, in your best newsreader voice, please.
1: <laughs> welcome, Alicia. This is the nine o'clock news. Oh it's not nine o'clock and, uh, <laughs> and it's not the news.
0: <laughs> Natasha used to be uh, well, a journalist announcer for the BBC, a very proper, proper thing. And now you're on my podcast, so I feel very privileged.
1: Oh. That's really kind of you, really oh, kind. But oh honestly, it's not that big a deal, really. Oh, I'm more excited by doing this than I am ever had been reading a broadcast on the BBC. So I'll say that now.
0: Well, sure. And people don't say fuck as much on the broadcast as uh, No, the and they should. And I wish <laughs> they... And that's one of the
1: reasons why I, I gave that all in, because you really can't just say what you want to say. You have to, like, pre- pre- be on pretences all the time. So, no, it's nice to just have real conversations with real people you know there's nothing worse when you're you're going to go and do an interview with somebody and you know that they really want to say actually my next door neighbor she was a fucking bitch but you can't say that on tv and it's nice to be able to say that on this or, or radio whatever medium so it's nice i like this
0: well we are going to be talking a lot about what you do now in your next phase of careers i love your story and you sent me the most amazing email we've been We've been connecting on the social medias for quite some time. And when you sent me this email, I was like, oh, my God, just book this woman. Let's get her on and talk. (laughs) Tell me. Tell us all about you.
1: Yeah, well, so, oh, goodness, where do I start? Okay, so... After I left the BBC, which was an amazing place to work, and I couldn't have wished for a better company to be with. But, you know, it did kind of get boring reading news, really sad, boring news all the time. Mm. Um, So me and my husband, we just said we're moving to the other side of the world and went and uh, moved to Mexico. (laughs) <laughs> had a completely radical change of lifestyle my husband became a diving instructor oh my God. Uh, and yeah and I worked for um this huge company that did weddings um and I didn't actually do the weddings myself I just helped out with uh one of the ministers there and just helped her get things straightened out with the with the clients and stuff and one day uh she phoned me up Natasha You've got to help me. My car's broken down. Mm. I am not going to make this wedding. No. I was like, oh, okay, And because I'm quite, I'm a little bit slow, even though supposedly I'm intelligent. Sometimes my brain doesn't quite kick in. So I was like, oh, what, do you need me to, like, call you a taxi? Or do you need, (laughs) like, to to get someone to come and get you? No, you need to get on that boat, get to my wedding and do this ceremony. That was basically, yeah, the gist of the conversation. So that's how I kind of landed my first ceremonial gig, which was quite exciting. Um, I absolutely loved it, Uh, even though I got thrown in at the deep end and I hadn't even met the couple beforehand. I knew I'd found my new uh, vocation and I got to use my voice to say really lovely things instead of talking about death and dying pollution and the environment and the government and yeah exactly
0: i love it and because you've got the most amazing voice i love your voice i will say oh, oh it's you know you hear good news readers you're, oh that's that works that really works <laughs> i just love that you had this sort of born identity style not life crisis but you you packed it all up you went to the beach yeah. you went fuck this, we're getting out of London, as Absolutely. so many people do. Yeah. Oh, I've done the reverse, which, Yeah, you know, you've done the reverse. Well, yeah. Temporarily. <laughs> who knows how long it'll last. Uh, and then <laughs> every morning on the tube, I curse, and oh, I go, oh, oh, who are you? Don't miserable? even talk about the tube. That will bring me out in sweats. <laughs> I smile now randomly at people and they think I'm some sort of lunatic and I just enjoy watching people not make (laughs) eye contact with me. So you've had this sort of thing. You've gone, we're going to move to Mexico. I love that your husband said I'm going to be a dive instructor. That does feel very Jason Bourne. Do you remember in that movie when he went, oh, let's go and open a moped shop? Yeah. Yeah. And she had like the little cafe on the side and he had his little moped business. Yeah. And I know, random. Exactly, yeah. random. So you, you know, newsreader to born identity to then getting this, uh, although without the explosions, I'm hoping. Yeah, um, and the
1: gun. Yeah,
0: and the guns, and then the eventual deaths and awful things. Um, <laughs> but then you fell into this, this well, being a celebrant. Yeah. What the hell was it yeah. like when you were like you had half an hour's notice to go and do this? Were you freaking out, or were you like, I'm going to use all my my you know media skills to just pull this thing off? It kind of was
1: a bit like that. I had five minutes of just walking around going, shit, shit, oh, my God, shit, shit. This is a joke. Surely the AA or the rescue team could come and get you. Shit, shit. Um, then I remembered that she had had been working on her script, and it was on one of the computers, so I, I didn't have to write anything, which I suppose um, made me less panicky because mm. I had something already pre-written. But um, I had a little boat ride over. And this was a great thing as well. The venue where couples got married was on an island. Like a, not an island, but you could only get there by boat. Right. Uh, this is the great thing about Mexico. It has these amazing places like this. So I had a whole boat journey to kind of get my head around it. And and the thing is, I kind of remember as well, like one of my first days reading uh, a news bulletin and uh, my boss at radio at the time saying to me, You just have to remember that you're speaking to one person. That's, Mm. you know, picture it is your grandma. You're just having a chat with your gran and that's it. And I was saying this all the way and I turned up and they had about 150 guests. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, okay, I can't picture that I'm speaking to one person anymore. This is um, this is a bit bizarre. But anyway, it turned out really great. And I, I think I was quite good at pretending that I knew what I was talking about and that I knew what I was doing. Uh, and the couple gave me big hugs afterwards and seemed none the wiser. Um, well, that's what I hope they thought. Of but, uh... <laughs> Yeah. I think if you believe in yourself and you make you make your confidence much more than it is, I think people will believe in you and believe in your
0: confidence. So. I, t- I totally agree with that. And I think so many times over the years, people have said to me about stand-up comedy and they're always like, it's so brave. Mm. And I'm like, oh, fuck that. It's not brave. It's just standing up and telling jokes. Uh, but... I agree with some people when they ask about standing up in front of a crowd and how the, yeah. you know, and also doing sort of naturalistic interviews. That's the best advice I've been given as well to say, talk like you're talking to your friends. And I think that's always worked for me. And I think, you know, listening to you, it sounds like it's exactly the same thing. You're just having a chat with yeah. your mates perfect exactly exactly mm. i mean now i don't even
1: think about it as it, in terms of being a celebrant but yeah that that first moment was uh a little daunting but then i soon just kicked back to my radio days and absolutely loved it and i and i knew there and then even though i was mildly shitting myself i knew there and then <laughs> that i i had a, a new career in in the making so just, uh, a few, few years later, when we moved to Spain, uh, I, I then set up properly. Oh my as gosh! As a celebrant, yeah. so I love this. Then
0: so you just drop that in. We just moved to Spain. <laughs> you went from the poo pants moment of doing your first cel- being a first celebrant, and then you're like, "Oh, we just moved to Spain." Stop I know. It. So Okay, so you, you you went back. You obviously did it again and again. You felt like this was a path for you. Was it pretty magic to just have that moment and go, "I want to make people happy. This is a great. Yeah. This is a great path."
1: Yeah, completely. I mean... I get to now be with people on the most incredible day of their lives. And uh, there isn't many, well, for me, there aren't many jobs that can kind of top that really. Mm. Um, It is a nice feeling to come home from your job and you feel like you've been spiked with love drugs. You know, my poor husband, bless him. (laughs) Uh, You know, he's just like, oh gosh, not another wedding. Were they really amazing? Oh, you know, he just gets it, gets all the the feedback from it. And he just, poor man. Has to live with my, oh, the groom said this and, you know uh so he does feel a little bit undervalued sometimes and feels that there's lots of grooms out there that are putting him him to shame and not saying all these romantic and lovely things to me but um but yeah it is a wonderful thing to be able to do something that you're passionate about even though I didn't know I was going to be passionate about it and didn't one day when I was a child think hey when I grow up I want to be a wedding celebrant Mm. um but now that I am yeah it's something I'm very passionate about
0: You also, and I haven't plugged, this is ridiculous of me, I got so excited about speaking with you. I haven't even plugged what the hell you do as well as being a celebrant. You have a wonderful blog, engagedandready.com. This is where people will be going to visit and stalk you and learn in a very positive way. Not a creepy store, a good store. I weird. don't mind creepy stalks.
1: As long as they stay on the good side of creepy, I can I can cope with that.
0: You know when it's funny, and I, I this is going to sound like I sit around and Google myself, which is not the case, but, um, you know, at work I use my married name, so no one at work, really, I just try and go in under the radar and don't do much stuff. But then McCormack, you know, is my maiden name, and that's what I've always done stand-up under. But if you type in, I don't know if you've ever played the game, of typing in something and then seeing how Google fills in the rest of it, of the search uh, terms. Yes, yes, yes. It's yeah. weird when you type in your own name and then see what other people are putting afterwards. Just oh. play that experiment, Natasha. You might go, oh, all right, that's what people want to know about you. And it's always <laughs> interesting to see what creepy stalk people are trying to find out about you. And it's usually just... Pitch. I am going to do this as soon as we have finished. That is the first thing I'm going to do. Oh,
1: wow. It's
0: usually, and Rich will hate me, but it's usually like husband, question mark. They will try and see photos of Rich, which is always like, oh, all right, I think I put enough photos of him up on the Instagram but I don't know (laughs) people seem mildly obsessed with seeing photos of him like he doesn't exist he is a fine looking man oh well that's true he's a very handsome bloke but you know (laughs) enough of my bullshit we (laughs) we're gonna finally get to why we're here today as well as getting to know you I Mm -hmm. love your well in your email to me when we first sort of connected you pitched lots of great talk topics and every one of them, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Let's bring all of this stuff to the listeners. You've got so much to say. I, I'm so in love with all of your ideas. We're going to try and cover a lot oh, of them and no doubt coming back again and do more.
1: <laughs> what, what I can share is that basically this is now my eighth year being a, a wedding celebrant. And about two years ago, when I started the blog, one of the reasons I started the blog was because my head felt like it was going to explode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had so much information in my head, having been around couples so much um, and just learning from people about the different journeys that they take on their road to getting married. Um, and I just said, I have to do something with this information. It's going nowhere. It's just fogging my brain up so I thought you know what I'm gonna just start a blog and I'm gonna start sharing this stuff with people um and just really getting to what I feel are things that are overlooked sometimes in this crazy wedding world that uh, that we're in um you know the important stuff the heart stuff the 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 reason why we get married um it's it's one of these things that uh, I feel so passionate about, and I I didn't realise how passionate I felt about it until I became immersed in this world. But it is something that we just we lose sight of, um, and. You know, there are lots of things that can kind of blame for that. Not that I'm blaming anything in no, particular. blame. Just blame. <laughs> I
0: always blame.
1: Pinterest!
0: <laughs> ah, <Yeah>, let's go! <laughs> no,
1: not really. I love Pinterest. I have a Pinterest account. But, uh, you know, they, we have got to a state, I think, where weddings have just got crazy, Good crazy and bad crazy. Um, and part of me setting up my blog was just trying to reach out to people getting married um, and just trying to say, let's rein ourselves in a bit and let's take stock and let's think about what's going on in the wedding world. Let's think about how it applies to us. I think, you know, we we live in a world where weddings are very visual. They're very aesthetic Um, which is fabulous. And I love that. I love seeing pink lemonade poured out of vintage teacups. I I could see that every day, you know. I just do it at at home. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, you know there is um, a good good grounds for us to kind of start looking at how we get married in more detail and looking this is why I talk about traditions a lot looking at how weddings relate to us on a personal level and just looking at what's important and whether you know we really want to be going down certain paths that we don't necessarily need to go down Mm. so yeah it is very there are lots of things we can talk about and it is a very wide-ranging um subjects that we can cover so uh yeah you need to rein me in and tell me what you want to talk about and i will (laughs)
0: <laughs> I will rein you in and then set you free. Because I could just talk about everything. So. Well, good. We will. All right. Well, here's the deal. How about we jump for a very minute, tiny break, but an important break because I like you to support my sponsors, my lovely bride chillers and groom chillers. And there will be more from the wonderful, wonderful Natasha from EngagedAndReady.com after this. becoming out of winter in the Northern Hemisphere and coming into a new, less gloomy season, I decided to retake the Care of Vitamin Quiz, which is a fantastic way to figure out what vitamins and supplements that your body needs and make some readjustments, especially if you are up in your exercise or you're traveling a lot more, or if there's lots of sort of lurgies as we call them in Australia. <laughs> people with diseases around you on public transport. Oh boy. And in the quiz, I decided that I wanted to focus on my skin, my stress levels, energy, and also immunity to those diseases. And after about three and a half minutes, it was really quick. of had given me the ultimate vitamin selection that they would then send to me in a lovely subscription pack. So each month, I know that I'm getting exactly what my body needs Delivered straight to my door, and I don't have to think about it anymore. Unintentional rhyming, but intentional vitamin taking. If you would like to jump into the world of care of, I think this is an excellent opportunity and time because at the moment they are offering you a special deal that is 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. All you need to do is go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code BRIDECHILLER50. That is BRIDECHILLER50. Visit TakeCareOf.com, enter that promo code BRIDECHILLER50 and just get on the path to good vitamin supplements and health, my friends. We are very excited to be talking, we as in I, the royal we, uh, to Natasha from EngagedAndReady.com. She is a former newsreader journalist. She is now a civil, are you a civil, you're a humanist celebrant, aren't you? I'm a humanist celebrant,
1: yeah, that that basic, basically means non-religious. Good on you. I'm, yeah. I'm
0: all up for that and I think there is a lot of, uh, well, a lot of things that we can talk about in regards to that, I think you probably would have heard I've had Josh Withers on before. Yeah, I he's love a, Josh. Lovely Josh. Josh <laughs> has become like the super celebrant in Australia. do not he? You don't, oh, he's lovely and he's a top bloke. But yeah, he is. it's great to see, uh, you know, I think as you, you sort of said to me in an email uh, that there's a lot of uh, differences in, in sort of uh, celebrant services throughout the world and uh, I know when I talk on the show, I try and talk quite generally because the rules are different in different countries, but it doesn't mean that you can't be sort of a little bit uh malleable with what you're presenting exactly a- you would obviously in Spain see people coming from everywhere getting hitched there was that
1: yeah, I mean I would say I would say eighty percent of apart from the not the spanish people obviously 80 percent of of the foreigners that come here are british mm. um with probably another 10 percent being from other european countries and then the other 10 percent from uh australia um, the states and from canada oh,
0: lucky so then.
1: yeah no it's it's a really lovely mixed mixed bag of people and bringing they- bringing all their craziness from all of their different countries <laughs> with them as well which is Nice to to meet,
0: <laughs> and it's an appropriate thing to say the craziness because I think each country has a different level of crazy when it comes exactly. to weddings. We all bring our own very individual <laughs> crazy. So what, when you're when you're looking at your work and you are communicating with all of these people. How do you bring your personal touch to it? How do you, you get them involved? Because I always love talking to celebrants. Also, I had a lovely Holly on recently and she was sort of talking, yeah. um, uh, you know, about how she brings her sort of perspective to it. But again, she's doing conducting services in the UK. So the rules sure. are different, what she can, sure. can and can't say. So what you, what's your general vibe when you're communicating with couples about how to add personalization and sure. individuality?
1: Uh, Basically, I think my number one thing that I say to couples is that the rules are there are no rules. um, And that is it. Um, It's this is their day. This is how they want to get married they need to tell me what they want from their ceremony and I can tell them how we can make that into a ceremony. Um, And that can freak a lot of people out because they're just like, oh my gosh, I don't know where I want to go with this. So obviously, you know, there is structure, there is a format, there is a way that a ceremony has to take shape. But that still gives people so much scope for you know, adding their own personal touches, their stories about how they met, vows that they've written themselves, friends playing ukulele for them. You know, (laughs) there's just, it's, the world is literally their oyster. There is, as far as I'm concerned, no right or wrong way of getting married. There's just the way that you want to get married. So um, apart from nakedness, I really don't have um, any prerequisites about what people want to do for their ceremony. Have you Although, been
0: asked to do nudie weddings?
1: Well, this is a funny <laughs> story.
0: Well, she said, <laughs> let me tell you.
1: I I was, uh, I was had a, uh, a couple, a lovely, beautiful lesbian couple, um, who had booked me about a year before their ceremony. So we'd been planning this ceremony for a good six months. Uh, and very casually they kind of just dropped into an email that they were going to be naked. Um, So I was like, oh, okay, this would have been interesting to have known this uh, earlier on. Um, But as it turned out, they were naturists, um, and the wedding was actually taking place on a a nature reserve.
0: Right, good. So
1: uh, all of their guests were naked, um, which was wonderful for them. I told them I would strictly be having clothes on, so... um, they were cool with that. Um and actually when I arrived, the they told me that some of the guests in out of respect for me dressed up a little bit. So they put they put bow ties on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is takes this is to take the going, if you're nervous about public speaking, picture the audience <laughs> naked. Well, don't worry, we are naked, so it's fine.
1: Exactly. But that's just a, a fabulous example of people getting married in the way that they want to get married. And, you know, you can't knock that, really, even though they were completely naked. That's not my cup of tea, perhaps, but that's what they like and that's how they should do it. So
0: oh, I have so many questions. I mean, look, from a, from the foundations of doing exactly what you want, I think it's marvellous. I think they've saved some cash. You want to make, you know, you don't have to have wedding attire. They would have obviously just... <laughs> I don't know, hair and makeup done. We're, that's all we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my mind is blown. I have <laughs> so many more questions, but it's not for today. It's not for yeah. today. I, but I do, love, I do love that you went for it. And, uh, you know, bloody hell, it's great.
1: Uh, I mean that's my ethos. If I'm telling people to do as you as you do, I can't then turn around and say, okay, do as you do, but you need to put your clothes on. So <laughs> I have to kind of stand by what I say as well. Oh, so <laughs> how marvelous!
0: Is there anything that besides you know, obviously you know the nudie thing you went along with, and I think it's amazing. Is there anything that you if someone came to you and said we want to do this or this or this? Is there anything you go whoa whoa whoa, let's rethink this, or is there no there are no limits?
1: No, I mean, no, no, never. I'm, um, I mean, people, people usually know as far as they want to go. And it's, you know, they know it's a wedding day and they know that, you know, you got to have some kind of limitations, but no, I've never really had like real crazies. Like, yeah, we want to kind of, uh, do a pinprick of our blood and cross out, you know, I haven't had anything (laughs) like, no, no, nothing like that. Really. Most people kind of know that they want to have something very personal, very loving, but they kind of know their limits and how far they can take it so um and if anyone ever does kind of get like that I say yeah you've got your honeymoon for that kind of business you can maybe just uh keep it you know you've got some kids coming so maybe you don't want to do that too much but no to be honest no not really
0: nothing too dodgy I love that I always like to ask my celebrants what are some of the strange things and you have just exceeded all questions so thank you
1: you're welcome.
0: <laughs> so, one other thing we really, I really wanted to speak with you about, and you talked about it earlier in the in the interview, is that uh, we talk a lot about traditions, and I know recently I uh, had the wonderful Katrina from the Feminist Bride on the show, and we were talking about feminism and how to actually sort of broach the subject of being a feminist which we all are whether we want to admit it no we should all admit it i'm really passionate about this if you're listening to this show and you're a woman and a man i'm saying that you're a feminist because you believe in equality it's basic shit guys it's basic shit don't it's like well you know it's like trump feminism is a piece of oh god i was going to get really fucking angry just then but hopefully by the time this goes to air he won't exist anymore or he'll just go back to whatever holy was born in and can stay there um but the idea, you know, we, the people going, oh, feminism's a dirty word, really annoys yeah. me. So, But it's great to, that you explore so much. And I've read some of your blog posts about the ideas behind some of the traditions and really just rethinking your choices when it comes to what you're doing within the wedding service, but also the reception and the day about, you know, what things mean to you. Absolutely. I I love talking about this stuff because every time I talk about it, I learn so much more and I get a little bit more annoyed with some of the shit that we keep doing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one because, you know, I do recognise that um, people make choices that are individual to them and what happens on their wedding day is something that they've decided and something personal to them. So to hear someone like me turn around and say, I just think that is absolutely bollocks. You know, that's (laughs) absolute bollocks what you're choosing to do. But obviously it's not my wedding day and I'm not enforcing that on people. But I just think... Nowadays people do need to be more informed about the decisions that they're making. Um, you know, the the amounts of people I meet after weddings who come up to me and say, Do you know what? I never knew that the bride and groom could walk down the aisle together themselves. Yeah. You know, does that make their wedding valid still? You know, people just don't realise these things. Um, and so it is about informing people so that they can make those decisions in in a more um, informed way. Um, you know, a lot of the time, you I think one of the topics that's quite passionate with, with brides is about their dads walking them down the aisle. You know, some girls are very like... Women even are very like, yes, my dad's walking me down the aisle. I know that he, I don't belong to him and he's not giving me away and I'm not his property, but I love my daddy and, you know, I want him to walk me down the aisle. And that's great. If that's how you honestly feel, then go for it. But a lot of women feel like that because they think they have to feel like that and they don't realise that actually there are options out there. And, um, you know just because that's what we did as a tradition that dads walked their daughters down the aisle, it doesn't mean it is a prerequisite for, for your wedding. Um, and, and a lot of people just don't realize that we, that, traditions are so entrenched in in our society and in the wedding world that people have got them confused and they think that they're actual wedding rules and oh my gosh if my dad doesn't walk me down the aisle then maybe that doesn't mean our ceremony's real or and it, that's just not the case at all um but i do think it is important that people understand where traditions come from um and people understand the whole idea of where marriages started and how they started, it is harsh and it is brutal, but it is the truth. Weddings never had women in mind. It was one transaction from one man to another man. The dad transacting his daughter to another man. Mm. That's that's what weddings, that's what marriages were about historically to make people have, um, you know, advantages geographically, to improve a household. to It was all to do with business and, and business-related. And a lot of the traditions that are still lingering, I use the word linger because they do linger around do. like a bad smell, some of them. <laughs> but a, a lot of the traditions that linger around are very entrenched in all of these really sexist traditions, traditions, um, that 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 came about from when marriages originally you know kick-started whenever that was centuries and centuries ago so a lot of people just don't realize that and it's sometimes you talk to someone and and then they're you know they look at you and they're like my gosh if i knew that i wouldn't have done a b c d e and this is just what it's about spreading this word and and letting people know that you don't have to do these things if you're not comfortable with them you know yeah and and what about our mothers? Why can't a mother walk walk their daughter down the aisle? Why does it have to be just, just a dad? You know, it's, it's one of those things. We could be sitting here all day talking about them. But at the end of the day, everyone is an individual and you have to respect that. And I say that to be nice to everybody and to be fair. But um, I think that you do need to know these things and be aware of them before you make your decisions.
0: I, I, I think the best thing that I can do and you can do is try and see and communicate a different perspective. I think mean, that's my, I think the fundamentals of why the podcast works is because I might be a bit of a loud mouth and say what I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but I also try and you know do a bit of research and provide some a different opinion yeah, and perspective and I think exactly y- you obviously do that in your day-to-day and obviously on the blog as well and just to hear you explain that in a way that I was just sitting back I'm sure listeners are going yeah actually you know what there are so many different options and we do need to think about why we're doing things and also I love the point you made um, about the idea to go well don't just not do it because you feel like it's the right thing to do understand why you're not doing something you exactly. got to have a perspective on it I, it's like the exactly. people that go i'm not buying apple products because i'm against apple but then they're just trying to be cool because they're not cool it's like reverse hipsterism it really yeah. freaks me out <laughs> i'm not i'm not endorsing apple i mean i love apple but it's like going well don't buy them for a reason don't just buy them because you think it's yeah, you know what I'm trying to say.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it, and it's the same with weddings. It's like, you know, definitely do not do things because you think you have to do them. And if your heart is telling you that you definitely don't want to do it, then just don't do it. And and if it means that you're dropping a tradition, then drop it. No, Who's going to say anything about it? And if they do, you know, it's not their day. It's your day. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'll never forget, I had it a couple of years ago a woman came up to me after a wedding and uh, it was at a, a, a wedding where the couple had walked in together which i just think is just so I cool i love it i love it it's it's great you know it's so symbolic of where we are in our lives most people now before they get married are already living together already have a house together have been living together for a long time so why not kind of kickstart your ceremony in that way where you're walking down the aisle together because you're saying hey guys we we are together, we are kicking ass together. And this is us. Um, and it is getting more common, more people are, are kind of having that that thought. And so she'd seen this. And afterwards, she was just like, Oh, my gosh, I just I wish I'd known that you could do that when I got married, because I walked down the aisle with my father, and we didn't really have a good relationship. And oh. I kind of Yeah, it, it's, it was really sad to hear that really, like, again somebody doing something because they felt obliged to they felt that they had to follow a tradition because that's what you do um and that really helped me in my mind to kind of think you know what this i am doing a good thing here and i am trying to help people to see that you don't need to do these things you don't need to to follow paths that you you don't want to go down um so yeah hopefully that's what the blog does as well and just tries to spread the word that your word is the word and that's it.
0: Oh, damn straight. <laughs> Let's put that on a T-shirt. Your word is the word. <laughs> that might not be grammatically correct. Who cares? But... <laughs> <laughs> but I think it extends to other parts of our lives, not just weddings. I think we just exactly. need to, you know, step up, grow some big lady balls and do it, make some decisions. Right big lady balls are disgusting but let's just we'll move on for that oh my gosh that's a terrible way to end an interview very unprofessional of me big lady balls don't say it again alicia just stop <laughs> <laughs> natasha i well look i have just had a delightful time and i'm i'm going to answer for all the bride chills and groom chillers out there that they enjoyed this too Thank you. I've loved it. We, we so have got so much
1: to talk about. I know. Um, not even touched on half the topics that I even said that we were going to talk about, but we, yeah. Well,
0: that's more for next time.
1: Yes. Oh, is there going to be a next of time? Of course Fantastic. there will be. Are
0: you crazy? <laughs> I'm booking you now
1: i'm sorry i would have i just would have loved to have got to some more points for you but well, let's, um well
0: let's promise that we will do this again in the very will. near future and i would love to have you on to be a guest q a answer a person as well
1: oh fantastic that's made my night i'm gonna oh go gosh. down and open my prosecco in a minute
0: oh share please <laughs> And you're in Spain and somewhere lovely and warm and delicious and you can reintroduce me to the sun. I will come and visit. Oh, my gosh.
1: You do that because I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting here in my vest and shorts. and oh, I'm sh- I'm sorry. I'm stop sorry. It. I'm
0: wearing – I want you to hear this, people. Can you hear this? The zippy here? That's is that my, your zip? It's my thermals. Oh, oh. I've just been oh, running outside. Okay. I ran home from work and uh, to record this and I was wearing – I was running in thermals and this is called oh, spring in God. the United Kingdom. Oh, wow! Stop well, reading.
1: next time we'll do q and A Q&A in Malaga, round oh. the pool, oh. nice and
0: chilled. Oh my god! Look, <laughs> let's just book this lady for every week. It is so nice to share this time with you, Natasha. Engagedandready oh, dot com. If we want to follow you on various social medias, what are your handles? Oh,
1: that's a, my handles.
0: Uh, that's a good question.
1: I am on at Engaged and Ready. That's on Instagram. That's my favourite channel, actually. Mm, love it. Um, but uh, you can get me on Twitter occasionally as well, which is Engaged and Ready, which is really bad because Twitter are very lazy at monitoring their inactive accounts. So I have ah. to go with the un instead of an and. Annoying. Uh, but that's a whole other story for another day. But, um, but yeah, Twitter and Instagram love those babies
0: me too me too Instagram's my current favourite baby child uh, and Instagram's the middle baby child that I still tend to but just don't feed as much as the other one that's a good way of thinking of it. Yeah. Feeding them. Mm, I, feed I like them. that. I feed my people. Um, look, it's been so delightful. We will talk again soon. Thank you for sharing. Okay. I love it. And if you're a naturist and you're looking for someone to marry you, audacious your person. Alicia's here. If you're looking for someone to marry you and you're naked and you oh, want them my, to be I would naked, love that. go for Alicia. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll speak again soon. And okay. uh, all my bride chillers, happy days. The Bride Chilla Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014.